We are in a series of messages on building Christian character. And today is message number two in that series. And uh, let me introduce this uh, particular topic this morning, this particular Christian character that we can develop in ourselves. Let me introduce it this morning uh, with a few slides. First of all, uh, I, I am not really crazy about uh, the uh, New England Patriots. Okay, we're all football fans. We all got our football team, right? And I used to kind of root for the New England Patriots, but I, I really don't do that anymore because of some things. Number one, here we go. This slide here shows Spygate. Did you hear about Spygate with the uh, Patriots? Uh, what it is is uh, the New England Patriots, they were filming the New York Jets. They were filming the defensive uh, coaches uh, trying to discover their signals from an unauthorized location. So it's all right if you want to film, but the rules say you got to do it in a certain spot. Well, the Patriots have said, well, we're going to do it our way. And so that's what slide number one shows. Spygate is what they called it. Let's go on. That's in 207. Now, in 2015, we have another gate. It's called Formation Gate. What is Formation Gate? Here's the problem. They were playing the Ravens, and the, the Ravens didn't know who, who the ineligible player would be until the referee announced it a few seconds before the play started. The Patriots were, Patriots were basically playing hide-and-seek with their receivers, the ones that were eligible, and uh, kind of had them blended in with the linemen. So anyhow, if you look at this picture, it looks like uh, the eligible receiver is out on the right-hand side. But uh, no, the eligible receiver is the one with the box on, and they announced that just a few seconds prior to the play, kind of being sneaky about the whole thing. And so we ended up having what they called formation gate. And they did that more than once. And then the one that you're probably most familiar with is what they call deflate gate, okay? Okay, that was in the Super Bowl there. Uh, deflating the football so that it would be easier to throw and catch, okay? Now, now like I said, I used to be kind of a fan of the uh, Patriots, uh, just a real, not a big fan. I like Minnesota Vikings anyhow, but I liked, uh, I liked them kind of. They were, oh, seemed to be the underdog at one time. But, you know, after all this other garbage started happening, spy gate, formation gate, and especially the deflate gate, I've lost respect for this team. I've lost respect. And the fundamental reason that I have lost respect for them is because I don't think that particular team has integrity. Okay? Integrity. Something is lacking within them. And I believe it is integrity. In fact, that's what I want to talk to you about this morning. Remember, we're in a series called Building Christian Character. Last week, we talked about contentment. Today, we're going to talk about building integrity. Building integrity. All right? So we begin, first of all, here with a definition of integrity. What is a definition of integrity? Integrity here is consistency that is rooted in God. You'll see that up here on the slide. I think one of the key words is consistency and also being rooted in God. So by consistency, we're saying that uh, you, if you have integrity, you are the same when you're at work, when you're at home, when you are playing, 
I mean, you are consistent, all right? And also, it's important that it be rooted in God, and you'll see that a little bit more as we press on here. But consistency, that's what integrity is. Consistency when you're rooted in God. Let me show you a few more slides here. Uh, integrity, this is from C.S. Lewis, integrity is doing the right thing when no one is watching. You've heard that, haven't you? Doing the right thing when no one is watching. That is consistency, okay? Um, here's another one. Integrity is choosing courage over comfort, choosing what is right over what is fun, fast, or easy, and choosing, and this is one of the reasons I put this slide up for you, it's, it is choosing to practice your values rather than simply professing them. It's practicing your values rather than just professing them. And I think that kind of hits home for all of us. Because we here this morning, by your presence this morning, you're proclaiming that you, and you're professing that you believe in Jesus Christ and follow Him. Okay? That's our profession because you're here. Are you consistent? Are you consistent? Is that, is that reflected in your life? And then also the final one here, a slide for you. Here's Zig Ziglar. You've heard of him, right? Honesty, integrity are absolutely essential for success in life, all areas of life. And here, this bottom part's good. The real good news is, that anyone can develop both honesty and integrity. It can be developed. So that goes back to our series, Building Christian Character. Integrity is something that we can build in our lives. Well, so it can be built, right? Integrity can be built. How do we do that? Let's talk about building integrity. I want to share three things with you, three building blocks for building integrity in your life. Here's number one. How do you develop integrity? Well, number one is this, by walking in God's truth. That's how you build integrity, by walking in God's truth. Integrity is an outflow of your life. Integrity is an, is an expression of the true you. Now, this outflow and this expression of your life comes from an inner foundation. Your foundation in your life, your base of operation, affects your integrity. To have the right kind of integrity, you got to have the right kind of foundation. Listen to how God says it. For out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good man brings good things out of the good stored up in him, and the evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in him. True integrity comes from a biblical foundation. God's word is to be your base of operations. Build your life on God's word, and integrity will manifest itself. This is so crucial, because this world vocalizes and says all kinds of things that they claim to be true. 
There's only one reliable source that we can base our life on. And that source, of course, is God's word. Here's your foundation. True integrity, consistency in your life, comes from a life that is rooted in God. And we get rooted through his word. Okay, so that's the first thing. We need to be people of God's word. That's where it all begins. Now, we move on to number two, the next building block. Once the correct foundation is laid, and of course, this is our foundation. Once this is laid in our life, here's number two. Uh, then proper thinking can ensue. So what we want to do here is renew our mind. We need to engage in proper thinking. That's building block number two. When it comes to developing integrity within our lives, one, we need that good foundation, which is God's word. And second of all, we need that foundation, which is God's word, to affect how we think. So building integrity begins with the mind. We need to have the right kind of thinking going on. Here's what Proverbs 23, 7 says, and this is from the King James Version. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Okay, you've heard that, haven't you? As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So the only way to think right is to put right things in. Okay? Right things in. The right things come from God's word. Permit God's word to change and renew your mind. And if you do that, integrity will ensue. It's going to come out. Okay? So we have the foundation, which is God's word. We get involved in God's word and we allow that to renew our minds, influence our thinking. And when we do that, it leads to number three, action. Okay, here's number three. By responding the way Christ would respond and not making any provision for the flesh to fulfill its lusts. All right? So what this number two, or excuse me, number three here, the C is saying, even though you establish a foundation in God's word and God's word begins to work in your heart, and you begin to change your thinking, we still have this battle with our sinful nature, okay? We're not going to be perfect. Uh, we still got to battle the sinful nature, and we can defeat the sinful nature, but we're going to battle. Well, it's in those moments of battle that we got to choose to do the godly thing. We've got the foundation, God's Word. It's starting to change the way we think and the way we live. That's great. But let's face it, sometimes we're not going to want to do it. Then we're, then we're uh, faced with a choice. we got to choose the right thing. Here's what Romans says. Let us behave decently as in the daytime, not in orgies and drunkenness, not in sexual immorality and in debauchery, not in dissension and jealousy. Rather, clothe yourselves with the Lord Jesus Christ and do not think about how to gratify the desires of the sinful nature. I like that last sentence there of verse 14. Do not think about how to gratify the desires of the sinful nature. So our flesh, those fleshly appetites, they come knocking on the doors of our life and they make us hungry. And what do we do? We begin thinking about it, don't we? Maybe I'll just give in a little bit, okay? It's not a big deal. It's not completely wrong. It's not completely right either, but hey, who's going to know? 
Okay, that's the thinking process. And then when you're in that thinking process, you got to choose. What are you going to choose? That's a sign of integrity. What you choose. You know, let me just throw this in here. When we talk about integrity, oftentimes, we talk about integrity on the horizontal level. Okay? We're concerned about integrity with one another or with our boss at work or with our employees. You know, we want to live right, right? We want to operate in the proper way with those here on earth. That's integrity, it is. But you know what? There's also a relationship that we seem to kind of overlook. Vertical with God. You know, we have to walk integrity in integrity before God too. Don't lose sight of that. Don't lose sight of that. Because often when we're in the thinking process and we're going to make a choice, none of you guys are here. Nobody's here to see us make the choice. Don't forget the vertical part. You need to walk in integrity with God as well. And He is watching you. He's watching you. Okay? So, we need to respond appropriately. Okay, I've got to lay a foundation, which is, help me out, God's Word, okay? And we let God's Word do what to our mind? We renew our mind, okay? Start thinking, reflecting on that. And lastly, C was about action, choices. Action and choices. So, integrity becomes a choice. Now let's press on here. What are the results and rewards of developing integrity? So you're in pursuit. You're developing the Christian quality and character of integrity. Uh, what are the results then? What will happen? What are the rewards of making that pursuit? Here's number one. You will experience God's favor and delight. When you pursue integrity, when you, when you cultivate doing the right thing, being godly in your character. When you do that, you number, you, you, number one, you bring God's favor and delight upon your life. You bring God's favor and delight upon your life. That's a reward. Now, there are phrases, right? There are phrases that we like to hear. There are phrases that we can say that your children just... Mmm, good stuff. And here are those phrases. For instance, we say to our boy or our daughter, way to go, you know. Give them a little shove on the shoulder or whatever. Way to go. And they know that they did pretty good in the eyes of dad and mom. Oh, it feels good. Uh, how about this one? Great job. You nailed it, right? Does, that pumps you up, doesn't it? And how about this one? Wow, you hit that one out of the park. Oh, those are some things that we just love to hear. Here's where I'm going. When you walk in integrity, when you walk and live in integrity, God smiles upon you and says, great job, you nailed it. Wow, you hit that one out of the park. That's what God says. Now, maybe not those exact words, but hey, Follow along with me. Let me show you. He may not use those words, but listen to his words. Here's Proverbs chapter 3. Let love and faithfulness never leave you. Bind them around your neck and write them on the tablet of your heart. Then you will win favor and a good name in the sight of, see it there, God 
And man, way to go. You nailed it. Wow. You hit it out of the park. That's what God is saying. One more passage for you. Proverbs 12. Listen to these words. The Lord detests lying lips, but he delights in men and women who are truthful. See that? Take a look at that. Let's paraphrase it. Wow, you hit it out of the park. Way to go. Great job. When you practice integrity, you experience the honor and delight of God. Number two, also a benefit, a blessing of practicing integrity is that you gain understanding and discernment. You gain understanding and discernment. You see, integrity will protect you, and we'll see that in a moment, but in, integrity will be your protection. Operating from a solid foundation based on God's word, that foundation will direct your path and, and it'll enable you to experience life to the fullest. A lot of heartache will be eliminated in your life if God's word is your foundation and you're following it. Okay? That's one of the blessings of God that comes to you when you pursue integrity. And here's the third one. Others will not find any reason to accuse you. Integrity, again, is your protection, remember? Integrity will protect you. Let me share a little bit here from Daniel chapter 6, uh, 1 through 4. This is Daniel, and uh, a man of integrity. Typically, we think of Daniel as the gentleman uh, who uh, ended up in the, was it, uh, in the lion's den, right? Okay, that's where we typically go. But uh, before the lion's den, here's what was said about, about Daniel. It says here in chapter 6, It pleased Darius, who was the ruler at that time, it pleased him to appoint 120 satraps to rule throughout the kingdom with three administrators over them, one of whom was Daniel. So Daniel's got a high office in the kingdom there. The satraps were made accountable to them so that the king might not suffer loss. Now Daniel so distinguished himself among the administrators and the satraps by his exceptional qualities that the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. At this, the administrators and the satraps tried to find grounds for charges against Daniel in his conduct of government affairs, but they were unable to do so. They could find no corruption in him because he was trustworthy. In other words, he was a man of integrity. So what we learn from this particular story is that the men in, in Daniel's life at that time, they were jealous and they were envious of his status. And so they tried to dig up dirt in order to, to discredit him. And that seems to be the atmosphere environment we are living in in this present day, wouldn't you say? Everybody wants to dig up crap, okay? But what we find here in Daniel's case, his integrity protected him. Now, there's some powerful, powerful words there in that particular passage. Let me just highlight them real quick. And here are those powerful words about Daniel. Daniel, he distinguished himself. What does that say? That means 
He wasn't like the rest. God doesn't want you to be like the rest either. Here's the second phrase or words. He had exceptional qualities. Okay? We're not talking about his ability to shoot the bow and arrow or whatever like. We're talking about qualities that were internal. Okay? He had exceptional qualities that were internal. Uh, that says there was no corruption in his life. He was honest, shot straight, said it like it is. And then he was trustworthy. It's another word that was used, trustworthy. And you add up all of these words, you know what it equals? Integrity. Integrity. Now here's what's cool. These words can be in your biography as well. We're talking about building Christian character integrity. Those words can be in your biography as well. You distinguished yourself. You have exceptional qualities. There's no corruption in him or her. Completely trustworthy. You can trust them. But to be that person, where does it all begin? You've got to build the foundation, which is, help me out, God's Word, okay? And we allow God's Word to what? Renew our mind, our thinking. We've got to get the right thinking. And then we also got to make, what, the right choice. It's all part of pursuing integrity. You're writing a biography of your life. Integrity can be one of the key characteristics in your book. Let's pray. Lord, thanks again for the challenge that's before us about being people who walk in integrity. Lord, we're conscious of that often when we live among our neighbors, our co-workers and stuff. We're, we're more conscious of that. But Father, maybe today, maybe we need to make a commitment and understand we are also accountable for you. When no one's looking, and our thinking is challenging us. Lord, may we know that you are there and choose to walk integrity in your eyes. And we will hear that phrase. That a boy, you knocked it out of the park. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.